Welcome to Together We Rise, the podcast. I'm Maxime, your host. This is the intersection between personal story, health, spirituality, change, and consciousness. Because I believe these are the things that will allow us to walk the bridge from the old to the new. We are living in the times prophecies have spoken of for centuries, and the end can only become a new beginning through each of us. So as we find ourselves navigating the crumbling and humbling, let us settle into spaces and places that lead us back to the truth and magic of all that we are, whilst having some fun along the way. And that's what I hope this will bring you. Today's guest is Joel Rafiti, and he is on a mission to invoke truth, freedom, and potential in as many lives as possible through living by example and embodying the principles he values most dearly. His work is to inspire each person to live an authentic life deeply connected to their personal heroic journey. He is the co-host of the Here for the Truth podcast and a facilitator of Rise Above the Herd group coaching program for truth seekers. So he seemed like the perfect fit to have on the podcast, and I can't wait for you to receive his insights and wisdoms. So let's get him on. Welcome, Joel. Um, I would like to kick the conversation off with one specific question. People know that are listening. They're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but I find it a really beautiful way to kind of just anchor in, and it is what is your medicine for the world? from your lens? Hmm. That's, that's a, that's a, it is a good question. And I haven't really like heard it posed that way, you know, too often. What is my medicine from my lens? I think my medicine from my lens is to unapologetically strive to become who I was born to be, Mm -hmm. um, to, To be a conduit in allowing the truth to be the ultimate self-development tool, which is what it is. And that's why, you know, our podcast is called Here for the Truth, because that's a container and that's a vessel that holds me accountable every single day of my life. And, you know, I know if I stray from objective reality, from internal, you know, recognition of truth, then ultimately that's going to ripple into everything that I create in the world. Um, so for me, my medicine is, I think, mirroring to others that they have a unique seat of consciousness within them. There's a unique blueprint that's yearning to unfold. Um, and, you know, very often we're just getting in the way of allowing those innate gifts to, you know, do what they are meant to do in the world. Mm. Boom. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. I love that and I feel for a lot of people that are tuning into this and that find resonance with the energy in spaces and places like your podcast and this podcast they're gonna that's gonna strike a chord because we are all here if we have a level of awareness in the sense of that there have been illusions and distortions in play that have kept us from truth you know and for me one of my mentors always used to say to me, she knows like there's capital T truth and then there's truth that, you know, kind of entertains the ego and makes us feel good. And it's like we we create those falsified levels of truth. Um, but, you know, 
I guess for people that might be new to you, has truth always been something that has played a role like in your curiosity in your life, like that thread where you say that, yes, you now know that as the case, but has that always been a curiosity for you? Because I feel like this is going to lead into where we're going with this, but more so your journey because, yeah, you are very capable of expressing and very willing to touch things that other people might shy shy away from but that's not always something that necessarily happens from the get-go so I'm just curious has that been a journey into that level of expression or is it always been there for you of course it's a journey of of course it's a process you know but at the same time on, on some level I feel like as as with as is the case with many of us there's like something innate within us that is generally more curious or more inclined to you know walk this path of moving towards truth um but i mean truth has been the ultimate teacher throughout my life and there's been times where you know unconsciously i strayed magnificently away from what truth is Mm -hmm. and it's in that recognition in you know in having to ultimately grapple with the shadow of what i had sowed through all the little illusions the little white lies, the little realities that I wanted to avoid, you know, to maintain a semblance of, you know, comfort and, you know, coziness or and keep the illusory reality of who I think I am and what I think life should be intact, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately it comes back and, and gets you. And I think the longer that we stray and drift from that truth, the greater the consequence is going to be and the, and the larger the shadow that we cast. But even just personally, when I think about my relationship with truth, like I came into this world as a Palestinian Jehovah's Witness, which is a very strange melting pot of programming um, to to grapple with. Mm. And for anyone that knows anything about Jehovah's Witnesses, which, you know, was the initial belief system that I identified with growing up for a number of years is that they referred to it as the truth. This is the truth, you know? So that was the first kind of flag that I staked my ground in and was like, oh, I know the truth. I know the truth. Everyone else is, everyone else is wrong. You know, me and this like few people, you know, that they, they know the truth, but you know, obviously, obviously that's not the case, but I feel like regardless, I've always um, had this feeling of just wanting to be like a, a custodian or like a steward of what it is that the truth um, represents and I've never been shy when it comes to confrontation if, you know, my belief system was to come into conflict with with, with someone else's. Um, so within me, you know, even like astrologically, like very, very Plutonian, very rebellious in that regard. And, you know, if I feel firm in my convictions, then it's, you know, I'm not just going to drift from that very easily. Good. <laughs> we need more of that. <laughs> and, you know, it's um, it's interesting that you bring up, like, the confliction in terms of belief systems and truth and this sort of thing and the identity that we hold around. There is only one truth. And I know, I know, I sense um, that for you, like, this, what I'm going to say next probably resonates, but it's, like, a lot of religion, a lot of the stuff that has been orchestrated for people to identify with as truth is taking us so far away from that because it's doctored. It's like this is the only way when we know there is so much nuance. There is so much that cannot just be one way. But yeah. 
In saying that, the essence of a lot of these things are very similar. So the truth, if you look at all these things, that where the synergies lie, that's where I sense like, okay, that's where we can tug at the thread of truth, right? Yep. But it's when we get into, and, and now I suppose we open the conversation to the greater things playing out right now in terms of the collective and what's happening in the world right now, you know, we are seeing so deeply where that imbalance has come from in terms of everybody or not everybody, but in terms of the shadow aspect of humanity that is intertwined and entangled in these truths that are trying to lay stake and lay claim as this is the only way and we are righteous in that at the cost of another human being. Now, given also your background in terms of mm-hmm. your ancestry and all of that, I would love for you to speak a little bit on your views on that and what where you're sitting in terms of just bearing witness to this. Now, I just want to preface as well, just for people listening, we don't have all the answers. I certainly don't have all the answers. This is such a complex thing that's playing out and a lot of people say it's not complex. No, the fact that innocent people are being harmed and taken and, you know, the atrocities that are playing out, there is definitely no question that that's not okay. That's wrong, right? We can come, I think any human being that can connect to their heart's essence will say that that's not okay in this day and age, like flat out. The complexity, the nuance that sits underneath that is the way that people are still dividing themselves, right? It's like, we are we are entangled in these things that we believe are true because we've lost the connection to our humanity i feel but that's just my perspective i just wanted to put that out there so that people that are listening are like you know it's okay to not have all of the answers but this is why i love these conversations because mm-hmm. you sharing from your perspective can perhaps glean light on things that we may not have thought of before or you know just gets us into that space of curiosity yeah, it's it's very strange, you know, and intense times that we find ourselves in. Once again, there's there's no doubt about that. And I think the thing that I've come to realize through this process, you know, the past month and a half or whatever it's been now, is we don't have we don't have all the answers. No one has all the answers. No, like there's so many different perspectives. There's so many different ideas. Mm-hmm. There's so much so many different camps with even personal lived experiences, you know, and that. Even there's even there's contradictions between those lived experiences. So like it's so murky in trying to, you know, uncover, you know, what is objective truth, you know, here, here, here in this matter. Um, you know, like on, on some level, like just to be real, like I'm exhausted. Mm. Like <laughs> I'm 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 tired. I'm I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of speaking about it Mm. tired of like you know and uh, you're right it's horrific and for the first time in human history i think you know we're constantly being bombarded with like 4k images of war you know of death of blood and and, and of destruction on such a mass scale and it's like our nervous systems aren't prepared for that Mm. no one's you know no one has has that level of you know self-mastery and, and regulation to be able to grapple with that ongoing in, in 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 the way that we are 
And I think more than anything, what continues to fuel, um, you know, the response to what we're seeing is that people, when people are coming from an emotionally dysregulated place, there's no such thing as truth. There's no such thing as balance. There's no such thing as nuance. And Mm. what we're seeing is like people pretending to be so firm in their convictions and so firm in their beliefs about, I know what is right and I know what is wrong. And they're just speaking into that. And, uh, you know, we did a podcast with um, Eyes on the Bus earlier today and he talks about, you know, social media and the current commentary being like a, you know, a live ayahuasca purge, you know, the way that everyone's just spilling. I did see that first. (laughs) Yeah. And it's... It's it's interesting to witness, you know, and then you know at the at, at the same time, like what the Palestinian people have been experiencing for the past seventy five years is, mm-hmm. you know, something that none of us can even imagine. We can't even begin to relate, you know, to that to that level of oppression, um, and that you know that level of of horror. Mm. I don't know. I'll, I'll start with that. Obviously, there's a lot more to speak into this, but I'll let you respond to what you'd like to, and then we'll keep going. Yeah. No. Like, and this is, and I feel the fact that you that you flagged being exhausted and tired. I'm glad that you did because I know that a lot of people are feeling that sentiment, whether they're directly connected to this or not. Off the back of the last few years, right? It's like, yeah, constantly like this is the next thing, and this is the next thing, and it's just like, when is it going to end? Right. But that's that's the that's the agenda. Like that yeah. that that is the yeah. agenda. So there, there's a there's a interview. There's an amazing interview, which is my recommendation for everyone that ventures into this truth seeking world to go watch first and foremost. And that's an interview between the great G. Edward Griffin, who's one of the great conspiracy researchers of our time. We did an episode with him, and Yuri Bezmenov, who is a KGB defector. This interview took place in 1984, and Yuri basically outlined to the West how the destruction of the West is going to take place. And it was in four stages that he called ideological subversion. And he said that we would recognize the third stage because the agenda is called sustained crisis. Mm -hmm. And sustained crisis is what we've been living through for the longest time, but even specifically more intensely since 2020, just turmoil after anxiety, after fear, after, you know, COVID to Ukraine to Israel, People can't catch their breath, right? People are so dysregulated from what's taking place consistently. And then in the fourth stage, normalization, you know, that's it's when we're in that state of panic, fear, disconnection, that our freedoms and our rights and, you know, the truth can be blurred to such an even greater degree. And mm-hmm. that's so there's something playing out, but there's an overarching agenda playing out underneath and over to, over the top of all of that as well which we need to be aware of. Like, why are we being bombarded with this, you know, 24-7? Like, I'm experiencing, you know, we've, we've been blocked off YouTube, off TikTok, just for simple reels and conversations that we're having, yet there's no issue with so much death, destruction, and violence being bombarded at us through our screens, because what what agenda is that serving, ultimately? Well, the exact one that you were just speaking to. And this is yeah. the, the reason that I wanted to bring that up in such a way to reiterate what you're saying is like the importance of knowing that line for yourself where your capacity is, right? Because it's like we bear witness, yes, and those of us that have a certain level of awareness, that have a certain level of energetic mastery, that know how to alchemize, transmute energy, work with energy, those sorts of things, 
but you still got to know where your line is because if you are getting pulled into that trajectory energetically and if you are starting to actually allow those frequencies to penetrate you, then it is doing exactly what you were saying before. And this is not to kind of um, take the conversation completely in that direction just yet because I feel like there's still some things that are to unravel. I just wanted to kind of plant that because I feel like we'll go back to that because that's also part of the deeper work that you do. But it's just for people having that, just that recognition in if that is happening, if you're exhausted, if you're feeling tired, like take a step back, do what you need to do to refine center regulation, put boundaries on what, what it is you're consuming, when you're consuming, how you're consuming. Mm-hmm. When you do feel like you're stronger, then you have more space for that. But it's also that fine line between bypassing and pretending that these things aren't happening and that the world isn't to an extent on fire because that's how I feel it, see it, view it. It's like it's a blaze around us and we can sit there on our meditation cushions, kumbaya and all we like, but this is actually yeah. physically happening around us. So there needs to be that balance. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's the, that's right. Because like ultimately like, you know, we're it's 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 a mini trauma every time we 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 witness or we view, you know, some some form of what's going on and we can go from, you know, from war from it's straight into the next reel of a dog jumping through a hoop, you know? And it's like have we are we even allowing ourselves the opportunity to process mm. what your mm. eyes and what your psyche, you know, just just witnessed appropriately? Yeah. You know, so you're right. It's that fine line between, you know, allowing yourself to appropriately uh feel and and process what you're experiencing and also not being uh consumed by it. Mm. you know and it's everybody has their peace and this is something that I feel for those of us in the west that are not directly I guess on the ground in these experiences right I feel we have more of an obligation and duty than ever before to also maintain the embodiment of our light where possible now that's not to say we don't do the deep shadow work that we don't get into you know the the nitty-gritty stuff but it's also without that who's going to lead us out of the darkness right Mm -hmm. and I know for you like this is a conversation that you've been having a bit on your socials too it's like yes you're bringing awareness to this stuff you're having these conversations you're going into the darker aspects of what's playing out the connection to the greater orchestration of this plan because as you were saying before too it's like we are watching this play out but when you start to follow the money when you start to follow the pathways it's all leading back to the same bigger plan right it's like this is just the this is just the tip of the iceberg so to speak we're watching this now but over here there's already six other things being ready to set into motion now yeah. whether we specifically know all of the answers to that or not like there's timelines there's all sorts of things that we can go into the nuances around that but more so to the point of being aware of how we are circulating our energy, our consciousness, our intention in terms of where we're bearing witness to this stuff. And I'd love for you to speak a little bit on that in terms of just what your views are on the importance of the direction in which we're allowing ourselves to be pulled in and maintaining our own energy and what are your views on our co-creative capacity for a different trajectory of our future for those of us that are here to kind of perhaps aid that? Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, something that's coming up is quite important to me is that, you know, 
they they want us obviously in this constant state of distress and and dysregulation and they've kind of implanted the seed for most people that like you know peace is is impossible or some positive outcome you know can't can't be achieved and that this turmoil is just infinitum and, and ongoing regardless what regardless of what takes place and you know i think that's something that we really need to be cautious of and i think we need to remain hopeful we need to remain um you know trusting and faithful in the ultimately the evolutionary process of the evolution of of human consciousness you know like i think about you know the apartheid in south africa you know for the longest time no one thought that would ever end but it ended you know the berlin wall people thought that would never you know come to come to a conclusion but ultimately it fell so for me i think holding the intent that you know some kind of remedy can be had in palestine israel is really 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 important as well mm-hmm. and you know nothing happens by accident mm-hmm. you know there are no coincidences that's not to say there's not tragedy and there's not horrors taking place but you know as is the case with any form of shadow work whether it's on the microism or the macro level there's a cost that comes with ultimately facing it and 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 ultimately dealing with it you know i think back to 2020 you know and uh, obviously that was a huge dark period those three years and um uh, you know huge um inhibitions took place in regards to uh, you know bodily autonomy and you know forced injections and you know the whole illusion of big pharma but ultimately in hindsight i'm obviously incredibly grateful for for, for the COVID era because like I remember pre-2020, like I've been an anti-vaccine advocate since 2015. Mm. And that was the dark period. Like mm. you couldn't even utter the, the the first syllable without being, you know, immediately shot down and thrown in this, you know, container of the most kookiest conspiracies ever. And like people were just, you know, boo-boo all over you. And then all of a sudden, like I remember how I felt back then. I never in a million years believed that we'd be having such open discussions around vaccine efficacy and vaccine safety and people would be questioning vaccines to such a degree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a cost to yeah. get there, right? The, the toxicity had to manifest on the surface level. We had to witness it, perceive it and watch it play out. And, you know, that was the, the death of the illusion of medicine. And I'm hoping that what we're witnessing now ultimately is you know the death of the illusion of of war in 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 this scenario because people can't turn away from it people can't shy away from it now um and uh, you know any way shape or form with what's taking place and her brother bought her tickets for her children and her to come here her husband's still over there they're seeing like they're in the middle of um israel so they're hearing all the bombs go off. They're hearing everything happening, taking place around them, but they've still got families to feed. They've still got things going on, you know, like they're still going to work. They're trying to to just, you know, do what they can to keep things afloat whilst all of this chaos is happening around them, which they do not agree with at all. But yeah. in terms of the resonance, then a deeper conversation opens up and she tells me that she knows the full agenda. She didn't get vaccinated. She was a massive voice over there. None of her children have been. Her brother over here hasn't. And it was just like this whole thing, like, and she just looked at me and she goes, you're a soul sister. And it was like this, I'm like, how, how does that even happen? That that level of 
awareness and she's like I feel that I'm here that my soul chose to incarnate on those lands in that in this time like I'm here to bring awareness and truth and she's a photographer and I almost wanted to cry it was like this I could feel the purity in what she was sharing and it's like this is where we were talking earlier on about the complexity and the nuance there are people that are bearing witness to this on the other side of it that have absolute complete disgust, disagreements, do not stand for anything that's taking place. Yeah. They're still carrying that trauma within themselves in the sense of like, I feel helpless because my brothers and sisters over there are at the mercy of something so much bigger than me when, you know, like, so it was just so interesting just to be in a space where you could see that taking place and no judgments on either side, right? Like, again, this is, this is so much bigger than I feel a conversation can even fully grasp. But it was just like those moments. And for people listening, like when we are open and in the belief that you were sharing before around that everything has a higher design, everything is interconnected, like these things don't take place by accident and we're connected to the bigger fields, right? It's like everything is energy and constant communication. So those types of connections actually are re like, circulating energy into the field but we're coming from a higher frequency because we can talk about these things without making each other right or wrong it's like we can hold space for just the witnessing of and that we we do want to see a different trajectory and that we are here to create something different and this is somebody that lives like thousands and thousands of kilometers away that has very similar awarenesses around the things that are taking place and it's in every country and I guess this is where I'd like to take the conversation next, like in terms of just being where your feet are and being the change, because this is like the other thing, as I have forementioned with the, if we're in the West and we're safe in terms of like our physical, like we're physically not in harm's way, we have an obligation and a duty and you're a father. So you're also raising a family. They're watching you. They're watching what's playing out. They're feeling, they're very, very sensory uh, aware children. They just naturally are. You know, what What does that mean to you and how do you feel that that actually is where we can be of extreme value right now if you do feel that that is the case? Yeah, I mean, of course, of course it's the case. You know, like ultimately it always boils back to the individual, okay? And I think the most powerful thing that any single individual can do, even with the collective in mind, is to, you know, nurture the, the the life that they're living, live out their purpose, you know, use their correct use their creative gifts, um, and nurture the seed of their unique their unique consciousness to like really become who who they were born to be and provide value for themselves and for the people around them that matter. Um, and to do so um without you know contradicting the truth and to do so from a base of of morality. Um and you know this is this is what's being weaponized against us though, because you know we're seeing this this victim consciousness now stifling people from being like oh you know uh is the do I, do I feel guilty even for going on and, and living my life and speaking on things other than what's going on you know you have the whole silence is violence crowd like how can you not be saying anything how can you not be speaking on this but it's like if someone genuinely doesn't have anything to say or you know they don't even know about the situation or they don't, don't know the details or the nuances of course it's well within their right not not to say anything you know and so like i think it's you know, even even beyond just like Israel and Palestine, 
you know, like we know for a fact without a matter, without, you know, a shadow of a doubt that in this reality, like things aren't perfect. There are corrupt, malevolent forces, you know, causing chaos, destruction and violence and corruption, whether we're witnessing it or not, you know, but does that, does that mean that you don't do anything other than continually, you know, point the finger at the wall and, you know, try to continually, you know, shout into the ether about how wrong everything is like who is that serving who is that benefiting mm. um so yeah i wholeheartedly agree that as as much as people can they really need to you know anchor into purpose and anchor into you know cr creating that life mm. yeah yeah and the guilt thing is massive right but mm. it, it holds us hostage and that's the exact frequency with which we continue to entertain those other trajectories because it's again like if nobody's holding the light who's going to walk us out of the dark right? and that doesn't mean we don't have dark days even if we you know, hold the light because we've still got our own shit to sort through but it's like we yeah. we get choice in that and you know, I love that you brought up the creativity and the gifts because that's also a belief that I hold. It's like everybody has a medicine and it's unique to us. And a revolution takes many lanes. And, you know, as Albert Einstein says, the, revol the revolution is an evolution of consciousness. And if we are just doing what we think is right, if we are just doing the things that we think are conscious in the sense of, oh, something atrocious is happening. I must speak on that when that's actually yeah. not your truth. And coming back to what you were saying earlier about like truth, <laughs> if that's not your truth, then yeah. you're still in, like that's still disservice in my view. And if people are finding that difficult, what would you say to them? Like in coming back? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the first question is like, are you actually processing? Like if, if you're feeling stifled and you're feeling stagnant, it's mm -hmm. like, to me, there's, there's something that's, that's, that's really not being dealt with. And you're probably keeping yourself just on the, on the dopamine train of, of, of survival and, you know, constantly flicking through social media um, and all, all the other ways, which we get cheap hits to avoid really feeling what's happening within us. And ultimately when we allow ourselves that space and that time to regulate our nervous systems and to come back to balance and to come back to center and feel what's present, you know, that that's the fertility, that's the fuel for us to then use um, in service of our creative gifts and in service of like, you know, living, live, live, living and creating that life that's meant for us. Um, so yeah, if someone's stagnant in that regard, it's like, you need to give yourself the space to feel like you just need to turn off the noise. You need to change the environment. You need to take a stark look at, you know, the habits that are perpetuating this cycle of you feeling depleted. Um, so you can come back to senses, you can come back to self. Um, and it's, you know, it's difficult. It's not about switching it all off and, you know, singing Kumbaya and everything's love and light. It's, it's not that, you know, the goal is wholeness, not perfection, you know? So Mm. you have both do you have both feet on the ground you know many people are walking around with just one foot uh right now mm. yeah and that's also like i'm conscious of the conversation we had around not pointing fingers and i'm not wanting to point fingers for me this is more of a calling forward than a calling out but it's like the spiritual like the spiritual community can be a really it's like it's a harsh example of that because it's like People want to bypass through indeed just doing the love and light. And it's like we 
we are also human flesh bones like we are here in this physical reality yes we have the capacity to use our higher sensory abilities to influence the physical tangible reality but right now this is a physical manifestation of what has been and it's playing out in front of us so it's like we we can't we can't avoid that so it is also being mindful I feel like what we're consuming in the sense of even those that are wanting to really be positive that it's not a a way of bypassing you know like that we're, we're conscious of the 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 things we're allowing to influence and lead us, right? Even yeah. those that may have laid claim to being leaders, like really being discerning. And I feel maybe this is a little something that I'd like to touch on, like the level of discernment required to come back to your own truth, but also to not be bamboozled and bedazzled by all of the shiny things that are very interlaced and interwoven with some of the spiritual teachings and concepts and things that we've seen arise with new age spirituality because people are willing to seek and ask questions there's still a fine line even in that and yeah given when there's big things like this playing out I'd just love for some perspective on that um and again that that level of groundedness and anchoring that's required even when we're looking for guidance, I suppose, when we're in a difficult space where we might not be able to see clearly within. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I would add is like, don't put pressure on yourself to like be a certain way or to move through something, you know, at at, at, at a certain pace, you mm-hmm. know, like for many of us, even from like a human design perspective, you have 50% people whose authority is their emotional center. And the way that emotional authorities work, it means that, you know, we're constantly riding a wave of emotions. And when we're like, when we're on the highs of the waves or the lows of the waves, like we're not in a position to speak to truth, right? We need to feel the entire um, spectrum of that wave in order to come back to center and come back to balance. And, uh, you know, that that can feel uncomfortable at times for many of us. So I think really expanding and building upon your capacity to tolerate discomfort discomfort and tolerate uncomfortable emotions and and uncomfortable feelings without having to distract yourself from them you know the moment something uncomfortable happens moment there's a little bit of pain or you know it's like we want to go head to our devices or go grab another coffee or you know go hit the sugar fix or whatever it might be but i think by intentionally and consciously being able to, you know, expand that window of tolerance that we have to feel discomfort. Like if millions of people around the world just started doing that, like that's what's going to shift. Like that's what's going to change the world more than anything else. And also I just think about, you know, astrologically, like we're in the, we're in the midst of Scorpio season Mm -hmm. right now, you know? So like, it's not comfortable. Nothing about right now is, is meant to be comfortable. And I think that's why we're seeing so much confusion at the moment as well because you know it's like everyone's like what the hell do i do with all this what mm. am i supposed to do with all with all this and you know the fact of the matter is we're, we're just meant to be with it we're, yeah. we're sitting in that that alchemical soup right now you know scorpio's purgation it's <laughs> transformation it's catharsis it's really really looking at the ugliest parts of hell you know and of culture and of ourselves Mm-hmm. And, you know, allowing that to do the work necessary. Um, so I think don't put any extra pressure on yourself. You know, don't judge yourself too harshly. You know, if you're not feeling what you might perceive to be ideal at mm-hmm. this point in time, 
I think really coming home and being as gentle and being like as friendly with the human being that you are, you know, we, we need to stop being at war with ourselves first and foremost. So what are, what are the ways that really you can just soften towards mm -hmm. that person that you are? Like give yourself a little bit of grace, give mm -hmm. yourself a little bit of space, you know, give yourself a hug, you know, tell, like tell yourself warm, comforting, motherly, nurturing words. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what we need. Mm, yeah massive and the fact that you use the word mother it's like the return of the great mother that's like one of the archetypes that are really seeing rise at the moment and this is the role that we as women we primarily hold but it's only been possible now because what I see too is like the last few years and I remember this so clearly when like the whole COVID saga was playing out everybody's like where are the real men blah 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 blah, blah. and I was just like go no, there are real men and I'm watching them every single day. And it was like this pointing of the finger. It's like that doesn't that doesn't make somebody want to step up when you're condemning and condoning, like when you're doing that, that doesn't encourage and invite somebody forward. But what I'm seeing yeah. now is the warrior kings are here, right? You guys have stepped up. You're holding space for the, the processing through the analytics of the mind, like where your consciousness is of strength. I'm seeing it everywhere at a micro and macro level people like men are there they're holding the frame but now women get the opportunity to no longer need to hold that pole in such a way because I did and maybe that's also your own agreements with you know like as the whole saga played out three years ago there was a massive eruption of women that were just like <laughs> like you know yeah. goosebumps as you say that there's, there's no <laughs> doubt that you know yeah. women were in the front lines and, and yeah. they led the way through that you know there's no yeah. doubt but now there's like this, for me, like just sitting in the energetics of that, there's like this shift. And women now, we get to actually feel that space of the frame with the love of the mother. And this is where we return to the heart space. This is where we return also to prayer. You know, we've spoken a lot about like the self and this sort of stuff. But when that you feel helpless and hopeless, something that I would love to offer you is the power of your prayer through thought, through word, through written word. You know, keeping these mothers, these children, these fathers, these brothers, these sons, sisters, daughters in your prayers, hold them, let them know that they are loved, right, yeah. that they are witnessed, even if you're not physically there, right. We're also having this really big excavation of souls from the earth, right, like there, there's like a big ethereal mixing pot and melting pot that's happening at the moment as well. And anybody that has a heightened sense of empathy or awareness, you might not be able to coin it for what it is, but there is like, there is a kickback from that. So those of us that may not have capacity to speak out, or we don't really understand everything fully, like this is something that we can do, right? It could be that you dedicate five minutes in your end of meditation to tuning into that level of love and sending it in the direction of that specific geographical location, but also the ethereal, right? Helping them, supporting them into transition, whether they choose to come back or not, you know, the, that's a whole other thing that we can open up. But this is something that I just want to offer and the power of prayer and the power of word, because as the feminine, this is also part of something that we're here to remind and anchor in, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like this has been a really beautiful balance 
dialogue around some of this stuff that is really, really tricky to traverse and it is not something that we're going to be able to get to the bottom of in any conversation, right? Like this is ongoing. And, and that that's what I mean. Like we want clarity immediately. Like we're all in the process now. We're all, we're all going through it. You know, no one really has this all figured out by any means, but we need to give clarity the chance to arrive. And what that needs is for us to give ourselves some grace in the process and to extend that to everyone else around us as well, you know? And that's, that's the nature of how our emotions work. Like clarity takes time to emerge. It does, yeah. And it's, un it's uncomfortable. It's like, guys, it's like, it's uncomfortable. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it with you, you know, but. It's like you picture the muddy water and it's like, just like, oh, if I just move it some more, maybe the mud will go away. And it's like the only way the mud goes away is if you stop moving. And yeah. that clarity returns. And yeah. that that is also like the human affliction we have because it's when we, and then, you know, like the the way we process through the mind, it's like we want solution. We want problem solution. Right. And this is also a deprogramming and a defragmenting that we're going through, that this is yeah. offering us for those of us that can kind of sit with the discomfort that you've spoken to before. Like yeah. and we, we want black and we want black and white frameworks to, to view reality through. You know, we want something that's simple and understandable. And this is why, you know, religion has millions of adherents, you know, because it gives them a simple framework that requires individuals to just relinquish the role of thinking and relinquish the role of, you know, discerning truth and reality for themselves. But nothing about this experience is, is black and white. Nothing about you is black and white. You're a multitude of, you know, millions of parts and selves that feel and think differently, you know, which we can tap into. Mm -hmm. um, so like, it's very, very, it's a very, very nuanced thing. <laughs> so, you know, I think like I mentioned in a, in a recent post, like, you know, those that are going to be most well off through this process are those who can remain censored while holding a multitude of opposing ideas mm. at the same time. Yeah, 100%. And it's, you know, also just like actually actioning that in our day-to-day. -day. It's like we can hold it in our internal world, but the, the bringing it out into our physical experience and reality because it's also like, as you say, it's it's one thing to hold those things within the self, but then it's also when we're challenged and we're met with people that may not hold the same beliefs as us, can we still maintain the humanity? Can we still maintain yeah. a level of centre? Um, and I guess just, you know, something that has come through a couple of times, like I, I know that you're raising a family and that sort of thing and there are some people that are going to be listening to this that are raising families too and that they're just kind of like, how do I maintain the balance and centre within myself for my family? Like what are some of the things that you might offer to parents that are listening that are just going like, how do you do, yeah. do whilst you've still got like, you know, them there with you and, you know, they're watching all of this play out. Like how do you, how do you find hope? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you need to let your family be be the grounding force in, in your life at this time. You know, that's to me, that's that's the positive distraction. You know, that's that's an arena that you can intentionally pour your love and pour your service into, you know, mm -hmm. as as a healthy way of getting out of this the yeah. the divide and conquer, you know, illusion distract game. 
So I think really, you know, it's, there's a lot of potency in allowing your family to be to be medicine now, you know, and be and stay grounded and stay with reality, um, the reality that you're individually experiencing. Mm. Mm, yes, yes, I feel that's so poignant and potent because it is it anchors you into the now. And they are the future, right? It's like they're going to inherit whatever it is that we can alchemize now and they're bearing witness to how we are moving through these things because it's also like they know, even if they don't know, they don't need to know all the ins and outs, but they they know, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> which I'm sure you're fully aware of, like no other, and it's the, the ultimate little mirrors too. So, um, But yeah, is there anything that you feel in closing in conversation that you would like to finish off with? Is there anything that's still in your heart or in your mind? Um, yeah. Hmm. The most important work that, you know, any of us can do at any given point of time is to seek congruence with ourselves. You know, that's that's where our power lies. So the more that we can align, you know, our our words and our deeds, our actions and our behaviors, you know, the greater is going to be our capacity to, you know, really bring our gifts forth. And that's the most powerful work that we can do, you know, don't succumb to the mundane. Don't 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 succumb to the unlived potential within you. Like we need that potential to come forth now more than ever before. And you know, the greatest conspiracy of all is the fact that you're here as a living human being with, you know, animated life force flowing through your bones. And just don't forget the miracle of that. Well, you said goosebumps before I just got goosebumps. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. Um, it's been an honour. I mean, we could probably chat for several hours more, but I'm conscious of time. I'm conscious of, you know, people's capacity for absorbing because there's been a lot. Um, yeah. But thank you to everybody that's tuned in. And if you need to listen to it more than once, I'd encourage you to because, yeah, when it's this sort of stuff, it does pay dividends to come back to it, just to re-anchor and re-anchor and re-anchor. Um, if people are listening and they're like, oh, I like what he's about, I don't yet know him, like where can they find you? Can they work with you? What are you offering at the moment? Please share that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Joel Rafiti, but like more predominantly, I think, you know, the conversations that we're having are here for the truth right now, you know, a really, really potent medicine. And like, we're coming at this from a lot of different angles and, you know, we're providing, I think a lot of value for those that are, you know, navigating this and feeling the difficulty of it. So all our podcasts can be found at hereforthetruth.com. There's 150 plus episodes now. And if you want to venture, you know, even deeper into connecting with aligned community and people who really get it, people who understand the bigger picture of what's going on, but also are still focused on being the best versions of themselves, then we have a membership community uh, called Friends of the Truth, which you can connect with us at just by hitting the membership tab at our website. And that's it for me. I'm super grateful for the fact that we connected. We connected <laughs> through the HFHH Sydney group yes. uh, back in the day yeah. with, 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 with with Dr. Jen. And I remember you put me in contact. You put me in contact with Pete uh, yes. back then, which we yes. eventually did the podcast with. Oh, so I love the way that things have come, you know, full circle and the way that, yeah. you know, we're both still going on our journeys and crossing mm -hmm. paths and I'm sure we'll do it again <laughs> down the line. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And hey, that's how it goes, right? It's like you come in and out of each other's field with reason and purpose. And when it's time, it's time. And yeah, I, I love 
um, everything that you've shared and I'm super, super grateful equally for the work that you do and for the voice that you are and for the advocate that you are for your family's future, for, you know, humanity's future because it is, it, it comes through all of us and the importance of me too to bring forward men that are in this type of integrity and that are actually leading the way is really, really important to me and my soul's work because I want women and men and children to see leadership in motion and I feel like you're one of them. So thank you so very much. And, yeah, I look forward to whatever's in store for us next. (laughs) But, yeah, everybody, thank you and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening in on another episode of Together We Rise, the podcast. I am so incredibly grateful for those of you that tune in. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, if you got value out of it, I would be so appreciative if you would hit like, subscribe and share um, and even rate the show because that just helps get it out. It helps get it into more spaces and places and yeah, we can't do it without you. So as the podcast says, together we rise and my gratitude and appreciation for you.